This is a Variety Sports Network production. Now to your host. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the greatest day in baseball, the trade deadline where dreams go to die. Hi, I'm Logan Stone. Welcome to the seventh inning stretch. With me here are my special guests, uh, Brandon, BSN chair holder, CEO, Brandon uh, Moore of the Five Hole, and then we have Ryan and Bill from BSing Sports. How are you guys doing? Good. How you doing? What's going on? Uh, pretty good. Uh, all things considered. Don't worry. We're fine. We're fine. Um, yeah, we'll talk about all the trades that happened. Also, um, all the trades that are currently happening right now. The biggest trade um, is the Padres are not done of you know, taking Juan Soto and Josh Hader. They also got Brandon Drury from the Reds. Um, I don't think it's known yet uh, who they got or who Not they yet. sent back, right? Not yet. Not yet. But wait, wait uh, what deal are we talking about? Sorry, I'm looking at how the Padres are trying to move Will Myers. The uh, the Brandon uh, Drury trade. Brandon no Drury. On it yet. Not yet. I didn't think so. Um, but it is believed that it's just going to be some minor leaguers, nothing huge. Uh, so... There's that. Uh, Brandon Drury, he's been doing pretty good for the Reds this year. Probably one of the only players doing well for the Reds. Um, do you guys have any thought about that, going to the him going to the Padres? Didn't mean to just jump right in. I think the uh, series are bust for the Padres at this point. I mean, they better. Um, I mean, they're they're trying to play the Dodgers right now. Yeah, I mean, they turned, They didn't just add Juan Soto. They turned around and added Josh Bell, too, who's another big bat in that lineup. Uh, so I, I, I agree. They managed to ditch Eric Hosmer all at the same time. Correct, yeah. So they managed to get rid of Eric Hosmer. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. For me, it's got to be World Series or bust. But th- this is this is stemming of a much larger issue um, around most of, you know, Major League Baseball. What the Padres have done for the last seven or eight years is they've built up a farm system of – viable prospects that they can use to trade to other teams to acquire their star players. That's what good organizations do. That's why <laughs> the Phillies are not in that position because we're terrible at developing talent. We can't draft. We can't develop. I put a stat out on Twitter. Since 2010, the Phillies have drafted and developed one outfielder in the last 12 years that has more than 500 plate appearances at the major league level. And it's Roman Quinn who now plays for the Tampa Bay race. The Philly, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and turn it into a Phillies rant, but this is what good organizations do. And this is what the Phillies don't do. So good on the Padres. You know, this is kind of long withstanding. You got to take, you got to commit to a rebuild if you're going to suck. And then they, they did exactly that. Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams are fantastic prospects. I imagine that they will do very well in Washington Red. But it, they can afford to lose them because they know that they're just going to draft players next year and turn them around in three years and make them high-quality prospects. That's what you can do. And Retail, no matter how move on, move on. And no matter how good that they they turn out to be, the Padres are not going to regret this Juan Question. Soto trade or the Brandon Drury trade or the Hater trade. Here's the thing about the because Juan Soto what? trade that most people aren't talking about is Juan Soto is under arbitration next year. So say very well, and he the year falls flat that. on 
Uh, say very well he falls flat on his face the near year after or the year after that. They just turn around and sell him for more prospects. Somebody will take him. Oh yeah, yeah. Cardinals yep. will be right back in it next year if the Padres try to sell him, and my heart will still be broken. Um, so no, we'll. We, uh, but yeah, like I mean, yeah, it, I mean they still get a great player, a Hall of Famer, as everyone is saying in. Uh, uh, Juan Soto, Josh Hader is probably the best reliever in baseball. Um, that, that was a win for the Brewers and the Padres. Yeah, let's talk about the Hader trade because that was confusing for me for um, just the fact that they didn't really get. I thought Jake Cronenworth, Will Myers, or and or um, okay, I can't even think of what uh, one of their players. Oh, Hosmer was going to go to the Brewers in return to help their lineup now. And the only thing that they got was Taylor Rogers. Um, so that was confusing to me. It seems like Colton Wong and um, Omar Narvaez is also uh, on the trading block. I think uh, John Morosi said that yesterday. So it kind of seems like the Brewers are just giving up on that. I, I would disagree with that because Taylor Rogers, although he's not Josh Hader, he's definitely a viable replacement as a uh, as an eighth inning setup man because what's going to happen is obviously Devin Williams, who has just been outstanding since he jumped into the league in the short COVID shortened season, he's going to take the closers role. He hasn't allowed an earned run I think since the end of May, or something like like it's crazy. Well, he well they were talking uh, the other day that he's been like he's been terrible the last ten days. Um, him and Josh Hader have like given up a lot of runs and Josh Hader gave up uh, a lead to the Cubs the other day or something. And um, Brandon uh, Moore, what do you, uh, do you have any thoughts on this Hader trade or like what the Padres are doing? Cause right now they're winning the trade deadline. Padres also gave up Denelson Lamette too. To yeah, which Lamette. is which is big because if Lamette bounces back from Tommy John, he could be a, a huge a, a rotation upgrade for them. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I I mean, yeah, I thought they they hit it out of the park today with the and yesterday with the acquisitions that they got getting Juan Soto, uh, Bell, and and then I mean Ryan brought up a good point that good organizations bring up good form. Uh, had that have good farm players, they bring them up, build them up, trade them off to get the players that like what the Padres are doing. And I, I was gonna say whenever you got done uh, talking about it, Ryan, but it, the Cardinals kind of do that a little bit too. But they tend to not know how to trade off their the prospect players to bring in the good players. They're, they're very very tied to their homegrown talent, which has worked for them. But they've developed they've developed some good teams. But yep. But other than that, I didn't really have much of an input really on the trades today. Brandon Drury this year has a 335 on base percentage, 855 OPS, and a 128 OPS plus. 20 I'm home curious, runs, 59 RBIs. I'm curious how moving from the launching pad that is Great American Ballpark to the pitcher's park that is the friendly confines of Petco will uh, affect those numbers. Uh, what is he, a lefty? No, he's Drury's a right, a right man. man. Hmm. Yeah, that's. An, I mean, his uh, obviously his home run numbers are probably going to suffer, but I mean, 
I think he'd still have some good offense going into in Petco, but I, I, um, I picture a very Adam Frazier esque drop off. But that's yeah. just me. Yeah. Um other than the you know the Soto to the Padres news or Bill, do you have any thoughts on the Soto news? Uh, I mean, it wasn't really a, it wasn't really a surprise that Soto got traded. We're over here in the East, obviously, so we uh, we knew that it was coming. We've obviously heard a lot of news about the Soto thing, as much like the rest of the nation. I'm a little surprised the Padres went all in the way they did, especially considering they're already one of the top two teams in the NL. Um, but mm-hmm. hey, uh, like we already discussed, it's 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 all or nothing at this point. They're cha- they're chasing the uh, chasing the Dodgers. So here we are. Yep. Yeah. Man, um, all, are all we signed point to the uh, the Giants selling right now, but I I don't I, I'm wondering what the holdoff on Rondon is because they just traded Kirk Casale to the uh, Seattle Mariners. There was another trade too. The Giants just it was a uh, was Darren Ruff Darren Ruff to yeah. the Mets. Yeah. yeah, for J.D. Davis and prospects. Yeah. Wow. For yeah, really. the, the the Giants are yeah. sellers. Clearly, they don't think that they can catch any of the current wild card teams, but they're holding on to Rondon. I did see that the, Philly, the Phillies are the top interest the for team in Rendon. I, yes. I don't think I don't think it's likely. I think they bowed out when they gave Logan O'Hop to the Angels for Brandon Marsh. I, I just don't think that they have the firepower at this point. They've already traded two of their top five prospects, and two of them are untouchable. So that leaves them with just one. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the whole Rodon thing is because he. Apparently, he just reached his uh, innings number that w- activated a player option for a second year. So, and the way that Rodon has been pitching, he's probably going to just bow out of that uh, or opt out of his co- current contract right now and uh, get a second one next season because everyone was worried about his shoulder. So, I mean, he's practically a rental right now. He has so, complete team control through next season. He's paid $22.5 million. He signed a two-year $44 million deal before this season started. He has complete team control through next year. Well, I know, but he just uh, – apparently if he reached a certain amount of innings, uh, he got uh, he got a player option for next year. So he can no, opt out. No, no, it's 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 no. a solidified season. I looked it up oh, earlier okay. when they first started. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, never mind then. then oh, my gosh, they need to trade him. <laughs> Yeah, like just trade him for yeah. top prospects. Yeah, because if you look at all the other names on the block, you look at Syndergaard, you look at Valdi. They don't have team control next year. If you're giving, yeah. if you're giving up the only guy that has control for multiple seasons, you can ask for gold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, package Peterson and the Rodon up. I mean, that's that's something. I mean, I don't know. It's. Um, is there anything that surprises is surprising to you guys? I think to me. Something that kind of went under the radar uh, is Trey Mancini going to the Astros. Yeah, um, Astros have had a good deadline too. As much as that pains me to say, they've had a yeah, pretty quiet uh, but good deadline. Got Will Smith from the Braves, uh, closer for the Braves. Um, they got Christian Vasquez from the Red Sox, mm-hmm. uh, and of course Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini, obviously uh, Orioles favorite. Um. Come Saffle, back player, do you have anything? Right <clears throat> yeah, home right. run derby runner up. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess uh, I mean the, for, the Astros had a very, very, very good. I think surprising um, deadline. 
not necessarily it's like the, the big name players they got, but players that they feel like are going to fit within their organization to improve them to, to, I mean, they're in that, they're in the probably weakest. Well, I wouldn't say weakest because the central is pretty bad. The NL central, but the AL um, West is pretty rough too. Um, so I think it just solidifies them and separates them out from, from the crowd there with the moves that they made. More, do you have anything on it? Uh, what for what now? Uh, the Trey Mancini trade. No, I don't have anything. Okay. Uh, so Bill, uh, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So, so the uh, I don't think it flew under the radar. I just think that it happened so late last night that 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 people yeah. were more surprised by the Soto deal at what was it ten thirty this morning. So, like that was the big news of the yeah. day. Um, but Trey Mancini has been, other than the year that he missed with cancer, obviously last year he was the 2021 comeback player uh, of the AL, and there was obviously nobody who was going to take that from him at that point. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so I don't think it necessarily flew under the radar, but it's obviously a great pickup for the for the Astros. As Ryan said, it pains us to see say I'd much rather see somebody else in that division make a little bit of a run. The Mariners are playing really good ball right now. I'd like to see the Mariners make a run. Um but, but on that note, um, you got a couple of teams this year who can make the playoffs, uh, regardless of the moves that they made at the deadline, that haven't made the playoffs in several years. The Phillies being one of them, haven't made the playoffs since 2011, and the Mariners since 2000, what was it, 2003? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ryan? Yeah. Um, for me, Trey, you know, Trey Mancini's a solid bat. You know, he's got a lot of power, can, you know, and he hits for like at least decent average. He's about 260 career hitter from what I remember, right? Maybe 258, somewhere in that neighborhood. But um, uh, 268 this year, 270 career, yeah. um, 347 on base uh, this year, and a 751 OPS with a 114 OPS plus. Um, so, yeah, it, pretty solid it's a, year. It's a solid pickup, you know. He, um, it provides a little bit of power, like I said, and he provides a little bit of, you know, flexibility defensively too, because he plays both corner outfield positions and first base as well. So um, it's a good pickup for the Astros. You know, it's a, that's one of those like pieces that kind of puts you over the top that nobody really talks about, you know, um, that, like you said, I think it did fly under the radar a little bit. Could have been the timing, could have been whatever, but you know, could yeah. have been the Juan Soto thing, but yeah, I, th- I think that that's a good move for the Astros and, it sucks because the one guy I wanted to see win a World Series due to his cancer, you know, now went on the number one team that I never want to see win a World Series again. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I hate that the Orioles traded him, but it was the smart move. There was no way they were going to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, but Trey Mancini, I mean, he was a. I'm excited for the Orioles they, next they, year. They Hopefully, got, he they got a ton for Jorge Lopez too, which I'm surprised you don't ever yeah. see four prospects get sold for a closer. That came out of left field for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it came out because I, I thought he had like a couple years left uh, before he was eligible for free agency. But um, yeah, that uh, I don't even. Do you know who exactly they got back for? I did, I did last night. I, th- I think I tweeted it out, but I've tweeted a hundred thousand times since then. So I'll just go look on ESPN's page and see if they have it. <laughs> uh, I think I have it actually on my save photos. But yeah, it, um, like that was one of that was probably like the biggest surprise so far. Like was the fact that they returned four prospects for him, and I know that he does have some team control. But I was like, damn, for a closer on the Orioles. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. I would. I'm surprised to, that the Twins are going after it like that. I would have liked uh, to have seen the um, 
the Orioles try and be buyers, you know, ride that hot streak, you know, yeah. kind of sit around and then maybe buy a piece or something. But I mean, there's, they're still realistically a year or two away from being actual playoff contenders. So I think that that and the ultimate was the right move. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going through the list of trades here real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talked about the Darren Ruff one. We talked about the Brandon Drury one. Uh, Tyler Molly from, from uh, Cincinnati goes to Minnesota. That's a great pickup. It doesn't surprise me at all that the Twins are buyers. Well, it's – I mean, it is kind of surprising to me because they're not – I mean, sure, they're leading the division, but they're not really – you know, they're not running away with it. They're – I can't remember what their record is this year, but they – I mean, I was expecting them to get rid of Carlos Correa. I've been saying that the entire year. Twins are 54 Uh, and 48. Well, I, I yeah. think that I think all the reasons you're surprised by it is the reasons why I'm not. I think because that division is so vulnerable to you know changes. Like last year, the Twins were awful. They finished fifth in the division. I think. I think they finished mm-hmm. even behind the Royals. You know, so this it, they're in first place this year. They got to run away with it. And the Guardians somehow, some way, have hung around all season despite you know less than stellar pitching from uh, Plezak. And, you know, really a lineup that when you look at it on paper, you're kind of like, how many of these dudes should really be major leaguers? So uh, they got they, if they want to win the division, which they realize no wild card spots will come out of the AL Central. So the, the division winner is going to be the only team in the playoffs there. They got yeah. They got to do something about it. <coughs> Bless you. Yeah. Surprised that uh, I guess I guess Wilson Contreras has a really high price tag on him. Uh, must be since. Because yeah. I mean, if I was the Mariners, I would have gone after him instead of Casale. But Casale um, is a good pickup. But um, I think a lot of teams just don't truly value the offensive side of catching. You know, like yeah. you you can be a good team and just have like a, a decent, like a subpar hitting catcher, but he's great defensively. Like you can still be a good team. I just don't yeah. think a lot of teams super value that that you know, offensive aspect. And because it's so rare, it does drive the price tag up to a point where I think a lot of teams just won't pay for it. More. I see you smirking over there. What do you got to say? Yeah. Because of, because of the talk that you, me and uh, yeah, Josh had uh, yeah, yeah. last week. Um, Ryan, Bill, just so you guys know, I have a pure hatred for Yadier Molina <laughs> because he's not offensive. Uh, and he's just, you know, an old man with his walker who can't run to first base, who can barely bend over behind the plate and also doesn't produce offense. And, he, and you know what? He might walk into Cooperstown one day. So on his walker. I know that he's not known yeah, for being an offensive hall of famer. <laughs> I know that Molina is not known for being a, a, uh, a hitting catcher, but he has torched the Phillies every damn time he's come to Philadelphia. Has he? Every every catcher torches the Phillies. Oh, that's true. Kurt Suzuki, though. <laughs> he bat, he's batting like 400 against the Phillies for his career, and Kurt Suzuki can't even hit his body weight. That's oh, true. That, that, that is true. All right, fair enough. Um, it, so speaking of the Phillies, is there any anyone in particular that you guys are attached to that you think or are the Phillies done this? I was kind of thinking that the Phillies were going to be on in on Joey Gallo. Uh, no, we already have a couple to, guys who can't who who uh, can't even hit for power and still get out. So we don't need another one. Yeah. Is, that, yeah. is one of those guys Bryce Harper? No, uh, Bryce Harper. No, we, we got some salty fans in here. MV three. 
Let me um, tell you something. Go ahead. T- tell us something, and then I'll finish off. <laughs> Let, uh, I, gosh, back in 2019, I was wanting Bryce Harper so bad. Um, I It was like the Cardinals, and then we had Nelly going to talk to Bryce Harper, and Bryce Harper was like, yeah, I'll sign with the Cardinals. I love the Cardinals. And then Phillies I'll tell you what, man. With- Bryce Harper has impressed me in the sense that he's grown up a lot. When he like when he was first rumored to go to the Phillies, I was like, God, no, I don't want this child on my roster. Like he was just <laughs> yeah. so immature. He was a baby. I was like, man, I do not want to deal with this. But he, you know, he has just like flipped the switch completely. And I don't know if it's a Washington thing, like what we just talked about over the weekend, Logan, where Juan Soto yeah. seemed disinterested or whatever. But the the switch just flipped for Bryce Harper. Like he's a leader now. He's a completely different person, you know, and it's made him a completely different ball player too. So at first I was kind of like, Jesus Christ, no. But now I was, you know, obviously I love having him on the Phillies. Well, once you get the bag like Bryce Harper did, you start thinking, oh, I just I've got all the money I need, and so now all I want is to win, and this is the only way I know how to win right now. And he comes relatively cheap, like twenty six point seven million dollars a season. So, oh yeah, because I mean that's ten million dollars less than Trout got. And Spe- speaking yeah. of cheap, Austin Riley. Oh well, yeah, I mean also Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean the Braves. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the Braves are oh, paying through twenty twenty eight. Ronald Acuna and Austin Riley a combined $38 million a season for the next six years. Oh my gosh. And like, I think I saw like it was like they're paying Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies. Olson uh, only got $21 million a year. Yeah. And they're like, I think he said, they said for like the next 10 years, they're only paying like $200 million. Max Freed, next. Yeah, I mean, want to get twenty million dollars from that team, and again, uh, between Acuna Jr., uh, Austin Riley, and Max Freed, what do they all have in common? They were all drafted and developed by the Braves. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Braves' system is perfect. Probably, um, they got a great organization. An organization where players like Matt Olson will take will not even test free agency because I guarantee he would make more money in free agency than he would. Uh, with the current contract he has. And Austin Riley also, Dansby Swanson, I'm surprised they haven't locked him up. And, I mean, they get him for the cheap, for cheap, and then they're able to build around these guys. And it's it's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, like, there's, yeah. something, there's something to be said about winning culture. Uh, and, and I think that the Braves have had that culture for years and years and years. You know, they went through a small drought there when the, the Phillies were the the – the conquerors of the East. But other than that, it's been the Braves for like the last 35 years uh, out of that division. And it's just a winning culture. Uh, as Ryan pointed out, they can develop young talent, whereas other teams can't. Uh, and then they know when to let other guys go. They see value where, where it is needed. Uh, they obviously, it, it came out that they didn't want to let Freddie Freeman go. That was a whole debacle. Uh, but they replaced, they replaced him a day and a half later with Matt Olson. Uh, so, so they have the ability to, to, just a winning culture is, is contagious and the entire clubhouse from top to bottom uh, from, from ownership all the way down to the minors is just winning culture over there in Atlanta. And, and I mean, good for them. Alex Anthopoulos is going to be GM of the year again, probably. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I mean, he built, built a really great bullpen. He built a really great rotation. Um, actually his rotation probably could be better. And 
But I mean, he's Soroka has been injured the entire season. Yeah, Soroka was supposed to be fantastic, and he can't yeah. seem to recover from that Achilles injury. Yeah, he. I I thought he was supposed to be coming back in June, and then he was I guess supposed he got to come back, back at the start of this year, and then they pushed it yeah. back to August, and then I think he's out for the year again. Yeah, yeah they 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 label they listed him as out for the year. Yeah, that's disappointing. Bless you again, Brandon. I mean, he's only twenty. I was about to say, I think he's only twenty-three anyway. So, what difference does it make? Yeah, so Roka was supposed to be the ace of that franchise, and then Max Fried had to step up. Step up. Um, Saffold, do you Morgan have anything? His revival. Yeah, Saffold, do you have anything you want to add about this whole, you know, uh, trade deadline? Is there anything in particular you want to talk about? <laughs> Not anymore. We're sort of going to to. The- San Diego. I mean, I, I was really, really hoping that that the Cardinals were going to pull the trigger on him and and uh, and get him. I mean, I feel like, and I, I know we would have lost some of the top prospects in the farm. I get that, but at the same time, you're you're looking at one of the greatest baseball players we're going to see for a while. You know, it's it'd be hard. It it's hard to. I saw, I tweeted it there, and I didn't tweet it, but I retweeted it from somebody. Um, but it was talking about talent now versus talent, like basically like prospect talent. Like, oh, it could be the next person. Like, they could be the next superstar. It could be. Um, They're going for proven talent rather than not sure talent. Right, right. Like, why, why, why not go get them? You know, kind of deal. I don't know. I was just very disappointed um, so far, I guess, in the Cardinals outside of uh, Quintana, who, who's, I mean, he's going to help the Cardinals with the, in the, in the, rotation but i don't know i think being a wild card team is the toughest because you gotta you gotta assess and analyze you know even take away juan soto you know the dodgers the padres they're the elites of the nl you know they were getting tatis back anyway so they were only going to get better if you're sitting wild card team you really got to analyze like is it worth giving up youth for one guy that's probably not going to make us a World Series contender versus this roster anyway. And that's kind of where the Phillies are at at this point. And, like, very early on when Shohei Otani was rumored to be shopped around and Phillies fans just went absolutely ballistic, I was like, I'm not giving up five prospects for this guy. We're more than a starting pitcher and a center fielder away from being a World Series contender. Why would I sell literally the entire rest of the farm for him? It it just, uh, you know, so being, like, one of those fringe teams, it's like it doesn't – you know, I guess that's got to be, you know, GM's toughest position. Like, how much are we in on this versus what do we want to give up for the future? Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. And I think that's – I would I would imagine that's what, what Mosellock was kind of looking at. Like, you know, what what do we – what can we do to improve the team without giving up, you know, five, six, seven of the top prospects in the farm farm system in Memphis and, and Springfield. And I don't know. I guess we'll just wait and see. We got an hour left. Fifty-nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty-nine minutes. Uh, it's getting been quite kind of quiet. Is there a team that you guys are surprised that has not really been participating? Uh, for me, it's the White Sox. Um, I thought they should be at least. I've been saying this whole year they need to add. They just need to kind of a soft rebuild. Um, I thought maybe. Uh, Giolito should be traded, Tim Anderson kind of, um, Josh Harrison for sure, and Jose Abreu. Uh, one or two of those guys needs to be traded. 
just to get some prospects back because, I mean, they have no depth whatsoever, and it's killing them because they're such an injury-prone team. Luis, uh, Luis Robert or Louis Robert, uh, Eloy Jimenez, uh, I mean, some of those guys are really injury-prone, um, and they have nobody to back them up. The, the White Sox are one of those weird teams, right, where, where they, they were good at developing young talent in their organization, and then out of nowhere it went away. Um, yeah. And I don't know if there was, like, a change in regime of ownership or, or the GM just completely – the new GM completely abolished everything they had going, which I it find hard to believe. But uh, almost out of nowhere, they kind of sort of fell off. And then last year they were good again, and then this year they're a 500 team at the deadline. Um so, I mean, as Ryan pointed out earlier, you're in a division that is weak. However, there's no wild card coming out of it. So they don't really surprise me as much, not making any deals right now. Um, if they are in a soft rebuild, it'll be in the offseason. Um, but uh, a team that hasn't really made any moves that surprises me uh, a, a little bit, like bigger moves, is is the Mariners. Uh, they got a really, really young roster. Um, You'd think they'd want to add some kind of veteran help at the deadline. Somebody who's been in a playoff run before can like give them a little bit of guidance, get them pushed over that next little ledge. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're twelve games back on the Astros, but they're second in the wild card run. So, I mean, they they they've got an opportunity, and I think they should have pushed a little bit harder. That's that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they got Luis Castillo, but had to give up three of their top five prospects and. Uh, in return to that deal. Um, but yeah, they needed, they, I think they just needed one like offensive guy, just a, maybe even a bullpen help uh, or a bullpen guy to help solidify that team. Uh, Brandon, what, did, what were you saying? I just said I was going to be, I'm surprised that uh, Tampa was as quiet as they, as they were and they really haven't made any, any moves, you know, like I said, being, you know, mentioned a wild card spot and it's going to be hard to catch the Yankees, but, I mean, you're still competing in a wild for for a wild card spot, you know, against some of the better teams in the AL, and most of those teams being in your division, um, you know, you think you'd want to try to separate yourself from from those from Boston and from Toronto, um, but you know, I was surprised how quiet they were. They haven't really haven't really done too much. Yeah, I'm probably the most surprised about Tampa as well, especially because they generally do very well mm-hmm. in, in the, you know, toward the end of the season and into the postseason. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think as far as the White Sox go, the, what they need, you can't acquire at the trade deadline, and it's La Russa to go find a different job. Um, ultimately, that's kind of what this team's collapse has been around is just they cannot rally around their manager. You know, you brought in a very old school manager to play ball with a bunch of new school kids. Uh, and then you get cursed by making a, a trade that me personally, I don't feel, feel like you needed to make and sending your young prospect second baseman, who's a fantastic hitter and Nick Madrigal to the Cubs for Craig mm. Kimbrell when Liam Hendricks was already leading the AL and saves that year. So it, some of the moves, you know, aren't really making a whole lot of sense. Yes. Luis Robert has been, been plagued by injuries for a while and that's kind of gone across, you know, the organization as a whole, but I really think that their biggest issue is their manager. You know, if the fans have been calling for him to get fired for months now. Uh, it, he was falling asleep in the dugout on camera in the first inning the other day. So it, it, it he's kind of just kind of embarrassed what the Red Sox have built, to be honest with you, if I'm going to be as frank about it as I can. Yeah. Um, let's talk about La Russa for a second. I know this is the trade deadline episode, but, I mean, 
do you guys think that this tarnishes LaRusse's legacy? I mean, you know, Brandon, Brandon and I are both, you know, Cardinal fans. And so we love, I mean, I love Tony LaRusse. I think he was one of the best managers to ever play the game, but then he retired for 10 years and then uh, decided to come back. And now, I mean, I mean, you see the ejection of uh, Tim Anderson the other day, and he was just like wobbling up between them as he's getting his helmet into the umpire's face. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts on that right now? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think he should have come out of retirement. Um, Whatever the the White Sox were offering uh, wasn't enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As for does it as for does it tarnish his his previous history? Uh, I don't think so. He was always kind of a a tough grit kind of manager. But as Ryan pointed out, you put that tough grit manager who managed all those really successful Cardinal teams in the mid two thousands on a brand new, fresh faced White Sox team in twenty twenty. You needed to have expected that there was going to be some animosity as an ownership as a as a as a uh, management uh, crew for for the White Sox, and they for whatever reason. I've kind of sort of like just turned a blind eye at everything that's going on in the dugout. And, and I don't understand it. Uh, but again, if I'm Tony LaRusso, I'm probably regretting coming out of retirement at this point outside of the money. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it tarnishes anything. I don't think it tarnishes what he's done in the past. Um, just cause I, and I know that they have had a decent team um, in, in Chicago but I don't think they've really done anything to necessarily help LaRusso at the same time. Like they haven't got rid yeah. of any of the issues that are, that are part of the team. They also haven't added to the team as well. And I don't think they have at least. Yeah. I mean, really outside of Craig Kimball trade, they haven't made, they haven't done anything, but to be fair, I mean, with the white Sox heading in the direction that they were, you know, they were in a full rebuild mode too. They just happened to get caught in the middle of a division that in, as an entire is also rebuilding in a sense too. So mm-hmm. It, I don't. I don't know. Maybe the White Sox were kind of overrated in the sense that we thought they had the most young talent on the team uh, comparatively to the rest of the division. But I, I don't think it tarnishes Larusa's you know history or anything though. Although I mean the cheating scandal, the DUI. There's there's been a lot of stuff since 2017 that has come out to you know haunt Larusa. So while I don't think his managerial tenure with the White Sox is going to tarnish his career you know some stuff that has come out since he's taken the job has been a little interesting right yeah um i mean the only thing that i think it hurts is like people are not going to remember you know the last game tony larusa ever uh managed was you know game seven of the 2011 world series where he won it and now the last thing that they're going to remember is him falling asleep during the 2022 regular season and just, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't know. He just seems like he's checked out. He's just, he kind of expected it to be easier and it's not as easy as it used to be. And uh, anyways, so just that was a side note I wanted what, to talk. Just different from when he was a top tier manager. The game has changed so much since 2011, even, you know, oh you yeah, the early glimpse of it in 2011, it just, Game's too different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, is there a team that you're, like, pleasantly surprised with um, at the moment? 
besides the obvious? <laughs> well, yeah, the Padres, yeah. Um, I mean, from a from a Philly standpoint, I'm happy they went out and got a, an actual real-life closer. Uh, they've had bullpen struggles the entire year. They threw Knebrel, uh out of the, thro- the closer's role, and since then they've been, what is it, 38-15, and 15, Ryan? Um, and then they go and they get a David Robertson from the Chicago Cubs helping, like I said, a bullpen that had been struggling the entire season. So that's a pretty good pickup. That pleasantly surprised me. But what also surprised me was we've got four – starters in our rotation we've been running bullpen games every fifth day and they did not go get a starter they have 50 minutes to get it done but at this point they have not gotten it done and that is surprising to me yeah yeah um more uh saffle do you guys have anything um i got one thing uh with how the angels have been are you guys kind of surprised that nobody has actually gone out and looked for a trade for uh, Shawnee Otani? Uh, I don't think the Angels were ever actually going to trade Shohei Otani. Uh, I, I think the rumor came out to see who would kick the tires and what the offer would be if the tires were kicked. Uh, but I don't think there was ever any indication. Mike Trout, Mike Trout at one time in the game, uh, at one time in his career, was the best player in baseball. Um, I don't believe that's the case anymore. And the Angels need to sell tickets. So Shohei Otani is their ticket guy. He's putting fans in the stands. Um, so again, I, I think it was rumored, but they were just like waiting for somebody to kick the tires and seeing what the, uh, the offer would have been if somebody had kicked the tires. I don't think there was ever actually a time where Shoei Otani was on the trade block. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it was just a, a, a bait, bait kind of switch issues with his dog. <laughs> it was just kind of a bait thing to see what, uh, see what, uh, teams would offer for Otani. Yeah, I think it was kind of more of, you know, smoke and mirrors than anything. Mm -hmm. And if you break it down into, you know, the two separate players that Otani is, there's not an organization alive that has the ammo and B that would pay it if they did, because you're paying for a mid-rotation arm to potentially a top-of-the-rotation arm and a solid number four hitter who's going to give you 40 home runs a season. What are you giving up, eight prospects for that? Because you're giving yeah. up four for each, maybe seven. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. No, no GM. No. You're literally selling your whole farm at that point. Like I don't even think the Padres could have gone out and gotten them if they tried. Yeah, um, I did laugh because I I saw that the uh, Dodgers were heavily in on Shohei or heavily inquiring about him, and people were saying even if the Dodgers gave up like the greatest package of all time. The Angels probably weren't going to accept it because they're pretty much their rivals. I thought that's great. The, the Dodgers um, are always rumored to be in on everybody. As soon as somebody's Dodgers, made yeah, these first teams are rumored to be in on anybody, and yeah. rightfully so because they're organizations that develop well and have great prospects and yada yada yada. Go back to the first five minutes of the show if you want me to hear this rant again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of the Dodgers, they did get. Uh, Joey Gallo from the Yankees for a box of crackers. Um, pretty <laughs> much. So had, had to. So yeah, right. Uh, do you think that's going to help Joey Gallo at all? Or, I mean. Hey, sorry, somebody else. Go ahead. Sorry. Anybody? I don't. Can't I, 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 yeah, I, just right. got a little, I just got a little text update that said Trevor Rosenthal is traded to the Brewers. 
So the, Bre- yeah, the Brewers have added Trevor Rosenthal, Matt Bush, and Taylor Rogers to replace Josh Hader. Yeah, that that those are easy good replacements for Hader and Nelson Lamette when he comes back next season. Easy money. Good job, Brewers. In a division that, no offense, Cardinals fans, no, they're going to win. We're like, used to it. They should. <laughs> that, like, that, yeah. Like, let's let's be honest. The Cardinals haven't done anything to this point to actually challenge the Brewers. So yeah. No. Unless they go get Rondon and Jock. Which I thought the Cardinals were going to be a lot more active than what they are. We always think that. Instead of just getting JoJo Romero. and You know what, dude? You talk crap on JoJo Romero. I hated that trade as much as you guys probably did. He's not even going to be on Major League roster. He's already sent to the minors. Well, trading for Edmundo Sosa gave us six middle infielders on the MLB roster at the time. I was like, what in the world? And I was like, Edmundo Sosa doesn't even hit. I didn't even understand that whenever I saw it. It's okay. The Cardinals are supposed to be good in 2026. And by the time 2026, we're going to be great in 2023 or I mean 2030. And then in 2030, we're going to be, it's going to come and they're going to be like, no, just you wait. We got this really great prospect. He's supposed to be the great, greatest fucking player of all fucking time. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> the Cardinals always do this to me, and I, I'm always surprised every year. I'm always surprised, like, oh, the Cardinals, hey, they're in on this guy. They're going to get this guy. And then someone else comes in and swoops in. I mean, last year was Scherzer. Um, I thought for sure yeah. Scherzer was going home, man. Oh, you could, yeah. you, I would have put yeah. all my money on the fact that Max Scherzer was like, "Yep, I'm going home." Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, uh, I, I like this little comment over here. Uh, it says, "My cards dropped the ball, and Arenado is pissed." That's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, so the one we just brought up the other yeah. day. If, yeah, the Cardinals need to need to get off their fucking asses, or they're going to lose. They're going to lose mm-hmm. Arenado. That um, second I, comment I, ties into what I was talking I about. I, I, I think it's a done that. deal. Arenado's gone in the offseason. He's not coming so, so back. I, I was, I was, that's what I was trying to bring up. Is, yeah, yeah, there's no way. yeah. Uh, the Dodgers are going to I think. I think he was giving money. them this, this kind of chance to see if they're going to get anything, and I think they're kind of shit to bed with it. Well, it, I, and I said this before, and I don't know if I told you this, Ryan, uh, but I said, you know, if the Cardinals get one Soto, there's no chance in hell that Arenado leaves. We, we talked about that uh, on the show. Yeah, and I now that they missed out on Soto, I mean, they can. I mean, they need to get. They need to get people. They can't just be satisfied with Jose Quintana or whatever his name right. is. Um, they need to go out and get an actual starting pitcher who is great, not just a four or five guy. They need a number one guy. Listen, I love Adam Wainwright. I love what Miles Michaelis is doing, but they are not it. You need to get a Shane Bieber. You need to get a Pablo Lopez. You need to get a Noah Syndergaard. You need to get a Carlos Rodon. You need to get anyone, anyone. And unless, yes, I am very disappointed to trade that for Bieber for a year. Yeah, right. I would yeah. sell the farm for Shane Bieber in a heartbeat. Yeah. But, I mean, like, yes, I am disappointed that the Cardinals did not get Juan Soto. But I am going to be very pissed if it's 6 o'clock and the Cardinals end up getting nothing else. the entire And whenever they had so much needs and, and in the division that is 
frankly the easiest division to play in this mm-hmm. year. And that's saying something because there's the AL Central and the AL uh, West. Um, <laughs> you, you have to be in, especially when you've been promising for 10 fucking years that 2022 is going to be, you know, your year. 2017 is going to be your year. 2015 is going to be your year. I'm so sick of And I know this is not Cardinals Chronicles. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to get I'm just I'm angry that this is turning out to be another trade deadline where the Cardinals just sit on their fucking asses and do jack shit. And then they think, always act like, oh, we were about to get Joe uh, Juan Soto. We were about to get jo- uh, Joey Gallo. We were about to get Max Scherzer. We were about mm-hmm. to get Trey Turner. And then they were like, oh, but we just couldn't – we couldn't possibly get rid of Jordan Walker. We couldn't possibly get rid of Colby Rasmus. By the way, 2007, uh, I heard that uh, the Florida Marlins were about to get rid of – give the Cardinals Miguel Cabrera, who is arguably the best – who is arguably the best player in the 2000s aside from Albert fucking Pujols, who was going to be on the Cardinals roster – and they didn't want to get rid of Colby fucking Rasmus. Colby Rasmus. I can you guys see remember that you're Colby about Rasmus? a half to two-thirds of a bottle already prepped for this speech, so you, uh, it looks like we've <laughs> had this for a long time coming. Oh, my god! It looks like and you I'm started just, right at about the time Soto got traded to the Padres. <laughs> oh, my gosh, and it's just sh- killing me. And it's just like, you know, the Cardinals always talk about their winning organization, and then they have stupid fans who want to act like, Oh, you can't win every year, and it's like, are you kidding me? You, you, you haven't won in ten years. You haven't won in eleven years. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta step up to the plate, guys. I mean, this is winning a wild card game doesn't mean draft. anything. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this is not Cardinals Chronicles. I'm done with no, the Cardinals. Logan, uh, right I think now. I think you speak for a lot of Cardinals fans right now. It's just the frustration uh, of every time there's a big name player yeah. from Harper to Machado, to Scherzer, to now Soto. Like, the Cardinals have always been there, but they just can't seem to, like, they can't seem to let go of their farm. Like, they don't want to let go of the farm. Oh, we're going to be good in four years. Yeah, but we don't want to wait four years. You can copy and paste We've the same problem. argument to Phillies yeah, fans. To the Phillies we're, we're, not su- we're not super mad. Outside of Harper, you know, the last big name we got was Roy Halladay. Right. Yeah. And we won and the Yankees, exactly zero the World Series with Roy Halladay. God bless his soul. But yeah, the Yankees uh, were that way for the longest time. Also, the um, I mean, there are some teams that are just you know they have really great traditions and a long history of winning, and then they just shit the bed and they're just afraid to sell prospects. Prospects are what exactly what the name is. Prospects. They are. Pro- they have the ability to be good, but not, you know, they could just not pan out. I mean, I know the Cardinals have a shit ton, and I know you just said that the uh, Phillies had a lot of players that they wanted to, I mean, that they were high on, and then they just fizzled out. Um, yeah. Anyways. I mean, um, outside, outside of pitching, you know, really the Phillies struggle to develop anything. If you think about, you know, kind of after that World Series team fizzled out, not not too many homegrown players, you know, succeeded with the Phillies. It's unfortunate, and that's just kind of why they've sucked for years. But yeah, yeah. 
Um, this makes you feel but, any better really quick. Uh, the Padres actually announced the, the Soto-Bell trade during their game against the Rockies today. Yo, did you hear about the Christian Vasquez Red Sox to the Astros trade? He was in the middle of BP with the Red Sox and got told to go mm-hmm. move to the other dugout. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I hate that. He found out from the reporters, and then he got pulled away by some executive. And I mean, I I, I hate when players. How do find reporters out like that? have the information before the players do? Like it, you yeah. know, it, it's just stuff like that that's so crazy. Hey, yeah, I thought something like that would have happened with Soto whenever the Cardinals were in Washington this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah, you, you were talking about teams that surprised you here at the deadline. Uh, one team that has surprised me is a team that I thought for sure would be selling way more than they are, uh, the Miami Marlins. Uh, just yeah, like- Pablo Lopez has – I mean, maybe they're holding on to him because he's young, but that too could require a hell of a return. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking a team that's again not going to not going to win this year, likely not to win next year with the way the Braves and Mets and even now the Phillies are starting to emerge a little bit. Uh, so the division isn't theirs to win at any time. You'd think they would be looking for prospects right now, and they're just not. Uh, I mean, I don't know how available Alcantara is, but like that guy could get you some prospects. Yeah, Ryan, I mean, he just signed Pablo a six-year Lopez, extension, like, right? Uh, yeah, in the offseason, I believe he did. Yeah, uh, but like this is one of those teams that's like really surprising to me. They just have no interest in moving these guys. Yeah. Um. The, the, yeah. The Miami Marlins could have been so good, man. Like if they didn't deal Ozuna in his prime, they ditched Stanton in his prime, they ditched Yell. That could have been one of the best outfields anybody's ever seen. Yeah. Now yeah. Ozuna, obviously, as Cardinals fans know, kind of fizzle out, but. We're not yeah. big Ozuna fans anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we – I don't know. I I like Ozuna, but, I mean, I mean, you look at the trade. We got Zach – we traded Zach Gallen and Sandy Alcantara yeah. uh, for two years of Ozuna. I mean, um, even, even, even just one or the other of those players, now the, that trade looks disastrous. Yeah. Yeah. The Reds received Victor Acosta for Brandon Drury. A yeah, pitcher? Minor, yeah, I think yeah, he's a pitcher. Uh, yeah. Shortstop. Um, Not the same guy I'm thinking of then. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, what ranking the, is he in the Padres system? He is the Padres number eight prospect according to MLB Pipeline. Well, that would probably make him the Phillies' best prospect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, when you're number eight behind C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, I mean, dude, whatever. Yeah, this uh, it's yeah, that's just weird. All right, fellas, I know I know Ryan told you that I was gonna have to get off early, and that that does stand. I gotta get going. Uh, yeah, but uh, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Hopefully, we could do it again sometime soon. Um, and for anybody watching who is not already following us at BSing Sports, it's right there on the screen. BSing Sports. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We now have a TikTok. Thanks to Ryan's sister earlier today. <laughs> Uh, seriously, follow us on any, anything and everything. We also have the website www.bsingsports.com. Uh, and you guys have a good night. All right. Yeah. You as yeah well. See you. See you, Bill. What a guy. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, I'm gonna have to so, get off this bill, guys. Okay. See you, Brandon. See you guys. Later. Um. So uh, we kind of. Oh, God. Probably needed to talk about this a little bit. Oh, my gosh.
that was a lot easier to see now um eric hosmer to the red sox in a three-team deal he did he did not want to go to the uh nationals uh he looked like he rejected the offer and I guess they didn't want to pay him any incentives to go to the nationals. Um, so they traded him to the Red Sox who I guess, I guess they're slightly better. Um, that's another team. I'm surprised they're not as active in the selling department as they should be. Well, it's what, like um, we talked about the other day, you know, you never, it, very rarely will you ever see a big market team truly go through a sell. Like they're selling off little pieces here and there, but they're, they're not, the, Raphael Devers isn't going anywhere. Xander Bogarts isn't going anywhere as much as, you know, reporters would like them to. JD Martinez, nope, not happening. Yeah. Um, Although he should. Yeah. If anything, JD, JD should be sold JD. because he's 35 years old and, not going to be anything by the time the Red Sox are relevantly competing for a World Series again. Yeah, I'm still surprised that uh, Xander is not traded. Um, I know that last week they said he's not going anywhere, but I mean, he's going to clearly opt out of his contract um, yeah. in the offseason. And so it's just surprising to me. Yeah, it's Brandon. Uh, okay. This is from John Massoy. So Noah Syndergaard pursuit is down to two teams. Blue Jays and the Phillies. I think it'll probably be the Jays. Uh, realistically, I think the Phillies probably would have pulled the trigger, you know, in the Brandon Marsh deal. But may- maybe because they were still chasing out, you know, maybe they thought they still had a chance at Radon. But mm-hmm. I'd be okay with Thor just because he's owed $7 million means you wouldn't have to give up a lot. Yeah. It's a high price tag for somebody that's going to be a one-year rental anyway, so – Mm. Oh my gosh. Uh, Bob Nightingale is saying that the asking price for starters, Carlos uh, Rodon, Tyler Maley, or well, Tyler Maley is off the table, but Noah Syndergaard remains sky high. Uh, rival team executives say with some contenders already bow- bowing out of the bidding and staying, uh, staying out of it. Hmm. Um, that's kind of worrying for everyone. Um, I don't know why no except for Rodon or for Thor. Uh, both the yeah Carlos Rodon and Noah Syndergaard remain sky high. Uh, their price tag. So that's 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 interesting. I don't know why Syndergaards would be so high. I mean, yeah, I get he's he's got a three eight three ERA, but that's nothing you know to command a super high price about, especially on a one year deal. Yeah. Um, so baseball trade values are new friends. Uh, they, uh, are talking about the Padres and Reds deal for Brandon Drury. Uh, they said that the, uh, Padres, my, uh, overpaid minor, uh, had a minor overpay, uh, because Victor Acosta was worth 2.4 million and Brandon Drury was paid, uh, was worth, um, 5.6. Okay, then. Surprising. Minor underpay by San Diego. Can't believe they messed up. No, kidding. Um, yeah, is there, I mean, is there a player that you guys are thinking needs to go, like, before the trade, the deadline in 30 minutes? 
I mean, given the state of the team, Noah Syndergaard needs to go. I mean, really anybody that's like on a final, like the final year of their contract or whatever, and your team is just not already in a wild card run, like they, they got to go. Yeah. I'm surprised Nelson Cruz hasn't had any uh, trade rumors. Uh, that's one guy for me. Uh, Wilson Contreras. Yeah, Wilson Contreras. He's probably going to go at like right at the buzzer beater. Um, well, he's in the lineup tonight, so for right now, at least. Yeah, yeah. Tyler O'Neill is not in the lineup for the Cardinals, though. Oh, I wish he would get traded. He has left upper leg cramps. That dude's a monster. Cramps. I, one of my good buddies is a is a Cardinals fan too, and they they might not be the greatest outfield in the world, but between Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader, they would absolutely win a physique competition between a bunch of them. There'll be players in them. <laughs> Those guys are brick shit houses, man. Yeah. I don't think uh, Tyler O'Neill has a pair of baseball pants that fit him properly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Looks like me trying to get in skinny jeans. Um, yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-oh. Dodgers trade Jake Lamb to Seattle. Return not yet known. Uh, Jake Jake Lamb has kind of been under the radar for the last couple of years. Um, and they oh man, Seattle Mariners reportedly uh, acquire Matthew Boyd from the Tigers. That's like that's like two years overdue. Like Matthew Boyd should have yeah, been traded right. years ago. Um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good pickup for the Mariners. I think, um, I think in that ballpark it is, I mean, Matthew, Matthew Boyd's biggest issue is he gets plagued by the long ball, but I mean, he played in Detroit, but still, I mean, Seattle's just as equally you know, friendly for pitchers. So yeah, um, that's pretty big. Um, Mariners are actually, I mean, they're coming out of the trade deadline pretty, uh, pretty good now. I feel like they they finally feel like they're not going to blow it in the second half and go 20 games under 500 like they've done the last three years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Gosh. Luke Voigt, C.J. Abrams, Robert Hassel II, or the third, James Wood, Mackenzie Gore, and Jarlin Susana. Susana is going to be pretty good, man, on top of Gore and obviously Abrams being the big prospects there. Hassel is pretty good, too, but I, I really like Susana. Yeah. Man. That's going to I, like, I'm, I'm probably the only person on the face of the earth that actually thinks Washington did okay in that deal. But I'm, su- I'm surprised that they attached um, Bell to the Soto. Yeah, especially – Especially when it was when it was Corbin all pretty much the whole time up until today. Well, I think I think they after not Corbin's last start, but the start before last, because mm. uh, he didn't even get out of the first inning. Corbin's been such a massive runs, disappointment since he signed over there. Yeah, they. Uh, I think ever since then they were like, "Oh yeah, we can't trade Corbin. It's mm. going to tremendously diminish this." Uh, this team or this Corbin's going to be value, one of those so. guys that they'll have to offload for salary purposes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's disappointing, but 
it's whatever. It's it is what it is. The Cardinals will get mm-hmm. Trey Turner next year, and if they don't, I will massacre. What, speaking speaking of, of that whole scenario, if you're the Padres, how there's no way you're gonna be able to afford the team that they have now in two years. There's no way you'd be able to keep Tatis and Machado and Soto and Hader and who was a pitch? They just signed a pitcher to a pretty decent deal too. At Musgrove, they just signed yeah. a twenty million a year. There's no yeah. way you'd be able to keep that and Bell. Like, there's no way you're gonna be able to keep those all those guys together. Well, so Bell, I don't think they're gonna try to re-sign him yeah. after next year. So, well, I mean, Tatis is only gonna make twenty-four million a year for the next nine, ten years or so. Mm-hmm. So he's really not that expensive. Not yeah, I mean. Like uh, I think Ryan said earlier, um, if you know Soto fizzles out, then they can trade him next year, or they can just let him go in free agency. And I really don't think it's an unrealistic possibility that they keep, keep Juan Soto until the twenty twenty four deadline when he's going to become a free agent, and then just turn around and deal him again. Yeah, yeah. Just for the simple uh, reason of who who knows what they're going to be paying by then. I mean, Musgrove's at twenty million a year, Machado's at thirty million, for uh, Tatis is at twenty four million, and this is a team you know that's trying to offload Will Myers and successfully offloaded Eric Hosmer already for the simple fact that they just don't want to go over the luxury tax. So, right. Orioles uh, add Brett Phillips to their roster. Dude, I was so sad to see the Rays let him go. Yeah, like, right. I'm not a Rays fan at all, but Brett Phillips seemed like he brought some real good energy to that team. Yeah. Um, um, this, yeah. this is 25 seconds ago. I don't know how true this is, but um, it's per John Heyman. Okay. Uh, the Yankees have been in discussion with the Marlins about trading for pitcher Pablo Lopez. You know what? I was going to say the Yankees surprised me too. Not that they have too many holes to fill, but yeah. you, you figure they would have gotten another big name arm by now. Yeah. That's um, yeah, because they just got Frankie Montas. Yeah, and I so. thought I thought for sure. Uh, well, that was a strange deal to me because I, I know Oakland wasn't going to be able to afford him in two years, but. The, the Yankees gave up a haul for him. They gave up their one, two, and four pitching prospects in the organization, I think, for him on top yeah. of an infielder. That, like, that was that was quite a substantial like price to pay for him. Yeah, and that's weird. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, but the Yankees, yeah, no but, matter how successful they are, always seem to need a starting pitcher anyway. So. That's true. Yeah. Because they have a pro, I don't know what it is, but like no matter what, they always have an injury problem. Um, but man, that would be a heck of a lineup with Garrett Cole, Frankie Matas, and Pablo Lopez, um, Jamison Tyone too, who's an underrated pitcher, um, in my opinion. Not yeah, Tyone was but, never panned out in Pittsburgh, but yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Twins, Cardinals, and Phillies all showing interest in Rich Hill. Oh, God. (laughs) I'll tell you what, man. You know, like, if if worse comes to worse, depending on what we give up for him, like, he's a dude at 40 years old that's going to go out there and give you five or six solid innings. Yeah, we've had that John Lester, J-Hap trade before. So, hey, don't get me started on J-Hap, okay? We had him for a lot longer than you guys did. Did you? Yeah, he know. was a Phillies prospect. Oh, was oh, that's right. 
gosh. Yeah, and then, then we sent him packing. J-Hap. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it, it's looking like it's turning into a J-Hap John Lester year, so that's that's good. I'm not surprised uh, it's been the last three years. been that way. Yeah. Uh, 22 minutes to till the trade deadline. Um, Luis Castillo kind of got the thing. Uh, I mean, Andrew Benatendi was the start of the big uh, trade deadline uh, sweepstakes, but Luis Castillo was the second biggest one. Mariners got rid of three of their top five prospects uh, for Luis Castillo. Uh, probably the best pitcher to come uh, to be on the trading block. Um, Brian, what were you thinking about that one? Yeah, I agree with the fact that he was probably the best pitcher on the trade block. Um, the Mariners are absolutely loaded on prospects, though. I think they had like seven or eight in the top 100 coming into the season. They called up J-Rod. Kelnick's been up there long enough. I don't think he's considered a prospect anymore, but they're just loaded on prospects. Them in Detroit just had an absolute abundance of prospects that, I mean, Detroit's not ready to sell yet, but the, the Mariners, you know, getting off to as good of a start as they have, were definitely, you know, ready to make the move and they, they had the prospects to do it. So I thought, I thought that was a good move for both sides in all honesty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? No, it's in regard. It's kind of funny. He dropped the John Travolta, like looking around trying to hold on. I don't know if I can, if you can see it. Yeah, um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, geez. It's actually kind of funny. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't been traded yet. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he would have been one of the first ones to go. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Andrew Benatendi, um, man, the Yankees had a pretty good – they got uh, Afros and Montas and Lou, uh, Tra- Lou Trevino. Uh, and then they got Andrew Benatendi, who, aside from Juan Soto, was going to be the biggest uh, bat acquisition at the deadline. Um, and, and it's a big kick in the nads to the Red Sox, too. So it's a double win for the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, what do you what do you guys uh, – Brandon, what do you think of the uh, Benintendi trade so far? Uh, I thought it was overall. I think it was a good one for the Yankees, at least. And they kind of solidified um, spots, the very spot that they were missing. Um I thought I thought for a while that the whole uh, vaccine thing was going to be an issue, but apparently it's not, um, and that they're just kind of he's he's open to, to doing it, so so they're able to to go to Toronto and stuff. Um, and I thought it was a good move by the Yankees. I love the Yankees. Yeah. I think the Yankees in general have had a good deadline. Yeah, they they've had an underrated one. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Padres are. Can't, kind of swept in and took over all of the They've, all of the uh, news today. But what was yeah, that? The, Pod, the Padres made the big moves. The Yankees made the quiet ones to to make their team better. Yeah, yeah. Well, Frankie fair, Martins, I mean, how's that? The Yankees, yeah, the Yankees were in a position weird. they didn't have to make big moves. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Padres were sitting in you know second place behind the Dodgers, but the Yankees are comfortably going to win their division and are obvious favorites to, you know, represent the AL in the world series. So. Um, since, I mean, we are Cardinals and Phillies guys, uh, Rich Hill has a 420 ERA. Nice. 405 FIP 
um, 7.39 Ks per nine. Uh, really? Damn, I would be yeah. lower than that. <laughs> and 293 uh, walks per nine. That, that's that's 70, kind of right about where I thought he'd be. 70 uh, innings this season. Um, I mean, is he going to be a bad pickup? I don't think so. I mean, is he going to be 2017 Rich Hill? No, obviously not. But, I mean, it's – it's it's uh, it's it's still dumpster diving for me. I I don't think he's as good as you know some of the other pitchers out there, and they're just going to get him for cheap and act like they know what they're doing. So, I mean, as a Phillies, like realistically, like I'd be okay with Rich Hill just because we're not we're not dying for top level arms. You know, Wheeler mm-hmm. and Nola are two arguably top you know, at least top 10, maybe top seven or eight, you know, in the NL Cy Young race. So we're not dying for a one and a two. We're dying for a number five because we just put our number five guy on the 60-day DL. So we've been running bullpen games every fifth day, realistically, for the last two months. We're we're just dying for somebody that's going to go five innings every fifth day. Yeah. Before a bullpen Um, gets totally shot come September. Yeah. Um, you know, a team that we haven't talked about is the Colorado Rockies. Uh, they have a couple guys that we, I mean, I think would be interesting to pick up. Um, Chad Cool being one of them, Alex Colomay, uh, their Daniel first Bard, baseman, who's uh, yeah, Bard. just signed a two year extension two-year with them extension. for whatever reason. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Hey, um, I want to suck for two more years. Yeah, right. I mean, he. When you do well, when you pitch well in that ballpark, I mean, of course the Rockies have to keep you. Um, and then C.J. Crone, haven't heard anything about C.J. Crone. I thought he was going to be a lot yeah. to get traded. Especially with how fast he started the season, I thought for sure they were going to tag him and bag him. Yeah, but uh, it's not looking like it. Um, 15 minutes left in the deadline. Really, the I am I guessing uh, we're not going to hear anything for about fifteen minutes. Um, uh, Noah Syndergaard to the to the Phillies from the wow. Angels from Mickey um, Moniak. Moniak, is that how you say it? Moniak, yeah. Moniak. Michael Fulmer just got dealt to the Twins. Holy crap! The Twins are. Uh, they're turning out to – they're having a sneaky deadline too. I, I remember mean, Palmer was supposed to be the ace up there in Detroit. I mean, man, he was so highly sought after, you know, as a prospect. And he was he came out to such a good start in his major league career. He just totally fell apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I think is really Lopez. funny? Really quick. Yeah. Mike Rizzo, so the, the Nationals GM, flashing his World Series ring right after trading Juan Soto. To the Padres, like it's no big deal. Like it's just Monsanto. Like, it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, sorry, uh, Joel Sherman is talking about Pablo Lopez right now. Um. Yeah, I mean, Twins got Pop, uh, Jorge Lopez, Tyler Maley, and Fulmer now. So that's a. Uh, that's a pretty good pickup, and they're—I mean—they're having a sneaky good seat uh, trade deadline. So, um, 
Do you think that they got to pick up a bat at least? Um, I feel like they need another bat, maybe a catcher, even though they just traded for Gary Sanchez earlier. Who are we talking about? Uh, the Twins. What are, they, what are their needs at the moment? Anything and everything, really. I mean, you, yeah, right. in all honesty, like I can't, you know, before the trade deadline, outside of Carlos Correa and maybe Max Kepler, or Kepler you know, they, they, they were kind of hurt. They're, I think really the Twins are just the best of the bad team. Like the, you talked about the NL Central being the easiest division to play, and I completely disagree. The AL Central as a whole is a dumpster fire, and really mm-hmm. only one of those teams is above 500 because you kind of have to be. Not because yeah. any of those teams are actually 500 teams. If you just took away divisions altogether, they'd probably be five of the bottom eight teams in the MLB easy. Yeah, that's. I, I yeah. think the AL I think, the, you know, if the, for the Twins, go ahead and be all in because there's no guarantee next year you won't place fourth or fifth. Yeah. I mean, especially with, you know, the Tigers now they're not I mean they're not really good but next year they might they're probably going to be somewhat in it um and I another on you know the same on the same note the Royals uh they were rumored to trade uh Salvador Perez they were tra- uh looking to trade for uh Whit Merrifield uh Michael C Taylor or Michael A Taylor and um uh, Lopez, Nicky Lopez, I think it was. And the only per- player that they've been able to get rid of is Ben Attendi. And uh, that's kind of surprising to me that they haven't been able to get rid of at least Merrifield or uh, Salvador Perez. They where, did have, you, uh, where did you see that the Phillies got uh, yeah. Noah Syndergaard? I that's it. I was just actually just looking and trying to find that again, and I ran across one that said he's going that he's going to be the Blue Jays. Let me try to find it again. Because I I I I saw you know like maybe thirty minutes ago that they gave up on Syndergaard. This was just like. Yeah, I haven't seen minutes. anything on Noah Syndergaard yet. Yeah, hold on. You gotta you gotta look on the blue check marks. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so St. Louis Cardinals clubhouse manager Mark Walsh just pulled Ollie Marmol off the field and into the clubhouse while he was meeting with fans. Hmm. Uh, okay, Ken Rosenthal is saying that uh, Phillies are close to uh, on Syndergaard. So, if Rosenthal says it, it's it's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, oh God, it didn't make me sound bad then. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little bit. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, as a Phillies fan, I mean, you got three top guys right now uh, as your starting rotation. When what was it last year, or that was kind of your biggest weakness, right? Uh, starting pitching. I mean, starting pitching's always kind of plagued the Phillies. You know, since the days of the four aces, um, Nola's kind of been a little up and down. Uh, as a starter, they they go out and get Wheeler in the off season two years ago. It turns out to be fantastic because he's just absolutely dominant. Um, I think that's kind of helped Nola settle into his number two, number three role a little bit easier. I never personally thought Aaron Nola was good enough to head the starting rotation of a playoff team, but 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, with Kyle Gibson also, who's kind of underrated on the Phillies rotation. That's yeah, a, he, he, that's he a good pick. Snake, snake bitten by the gopher ball a lot this year, but, um, his, his last like three or four starts, I think he's only given up two earned runs. So he, he's, he's starting to settle into his own too. I think he was hurt a little bit earlier in the year. Um, and then after his wife gave birth, all of a sudden, you know, he's kind of turned it around, you know, personal. We, we always think about athletes as above human beings, but sometimes stuff like that can, you know, mess with the guy's mind a little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't know how true this is. So don't quote me on it. But if there's right, uh, Lopez, Lopez to Yankees is finalized. Just waiting on the announcement. Who's oh, saying it? Twitter. Is it Mike Cock from uh, the reporter no. or whatever? No, not that. Oh, I got to tell you this, Ryan. So the other the other day, uh, my dad was reading me tweets, uh, and he's a big Cardinals fan too. And he was, uh, he said that you know, he said. Logan, I just I just saw that uh, Juan Soto is going to the Dodgers, and I said, "Who's saying that?" And he said, "A guy named Mike Cock," and my dad is a pastor. <laughs> and so, oh, gee. and I was like, "Oh no, Dad!" And I said, "Dad, say that again, slower." And he goes, "What?" And I said, "The name." And he goes, "Mike Cock." And I was like, "Yeah." And I said, "It's like Seymour Butts or Biggest Dickus." And he goes. Oh no, <laughs> Mike! Mike Hunt. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, you! I love my dad, but I mean, he's old, so he he doesn't get that stuff. Um, oh. I guess I didn't know if it's true or not, but it's just what, what I said. Honestly, I'm just happy, you know. That even if the Phillies don't get a starting pitcher, I'll be satisfied with the fact that they DFA'd Odubel Herrera and Jerry Samia. God. Those are oh, that, those are two very crucial wins for that team. Remember when Familia was supposed to be really good? He was. He was an all-star closer at one point. Yeah, yeah. I was stoked when they brought him in because they brought him and Brad Hand in the offseason. I was like, damn, we had zero all-star closers, and then we added two of them. Yeah. Um, Jeff Passan is now reporting that the Phil- uh, Phillies are finalizing a deal to uh, acquire Noah Syndergaard telling it ESPN. So yeah. It looks Mickey, like it's a Mickey done deal now. A second prospect. What? Jason Stark. For is, the Phillies deal? Yeah. And Wait, Mickey, what? Huh? Mickey, it Mickey Moniak and a second prospect to the Angels for Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. Jason Man. Stark from the athletic. Those are two very valid sources. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one big piece. And um, the Tigers received right handed pitcher Sawyer Gibson Long from the Twins for Michael Fulmer. Michael Fulmer? Um, have you seen that uh, video of uh, who is it? The 2019 NL Wild Card, uh, Milwaukee Brewers versus the Nationals, and like the uh, 
Soto coming in and taking the lead from the Brewers. And so now, like, uh, Hayter, everyone in that play where he took, where the Nationals took the lead, Hayter, Soto, and I can't remember who the right fielder is. They're all on the Padres right now. Um, that's was, pretty, no, that's it pretty wasn't funny. Gamble, was it? I don't think so, but that sounds about right. Um, yeah, because oh, it was gosh. a left-handed right fielder. Uh, man, I could have swore it was Ben Gamble. But that doesn't yeah. sound right because I don't think he's on the Padres. But um, No, he's on the Pirates, so there's no way that it's not him. So here's here's part of the Giants the Giants first trade for Rosenthal. Is, uh, the Giants are getting Tristan Peters, an outfielder. Um, he's number nineteen on the MLB. I was about to say Peters is a good prospect. Yeah, prospect list. He's hitting. Is it uh, for Radon? Yeah, uh, no, for Rosenthal in the Rosenthal trade. Oh. Um. Breaking news, Cardinals, uh, according to Ken Rosenthal, Cardinals acquiring Jordan Montgomery from the Yankees. Solid pickup. Yeah, You, you probably won't think so because it's not a big name, but it's a solid pickup. I like Montgomery a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's a good player, but. He's one of those dudes that will probably do a shit ton better not being in New York. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a good pickup. That's probably going to be it for the Cardinals. The, and Moselak's going to think – he's going to pat himself on the back and think, oh, my gosh, I did such a good <laughs> job today. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyways. Um, so, yeah, we are five minutes away from the deadline. Um, Philly's got to be done. I, I'm satisfied. Yeah, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Kyle Gibson, Ranger Suarez, underrated pitcher, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, and, and young, too. Yeah, and uh, Noah Syndergaard. They need to so. take him off this phantom pitch count, though. I'm so tired of him seeing going six innings and only throwing 80 pitches, and then they give him the hook. That shit gets real irritating, especially when you're throwing bullpen games every fifth day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's something. Uh, the Blue Jays have not made a big splash yet, and um, they were rumored to be in on Syndergaard. They're, they're missing out on him. I think I think uh, they're they're probably I wouldn't be shocked if they get Rodone here, but I mean mm-hmm. I've ranted about the Blue Jays on my show before. If they were not playing incomplete teams at home, they're a sub five hundred team. So, yeah. Are you surprised um, they aren't selling? No, because who would you Blue sell? Jays? No, yeah. no, they're they yeah. have to be all in. I mean, I mean their their entire team is like under twenty three years old. So mm-hmm. who would you sell? <laughs> yeah. Because you're not getting yeah. rid of Vlad or, or Bo. Vlad, Bo, Biggio. And, they, yeah. and they've been playing Kirk. pretty good baseball lately, so ever since they fired uh, Montero. So. Yeah. Um, you know, there have been three managerial firings in the season, and the Phillies have had something to do with all three of them. They swept the Angels in L.A. Madden got fired. The Phillies fired Joe Girardi, and then in the middle of the Phillies series in Toronto, they fired uh, Montoya. He's not blinking, so I'm going to assume he's frozen. I don't think he's frozen. He hasn't blinked. Oh, that's true. 
I mean, I'm not playing. I'm not getting in a staring contest with him. <laughs> this is how he is. Like, what did the Cardinals do? <laughs> uh, my guess is they aren't gonna. They're not doing anything. Oh, Harrison Bader is being traded to the Yankees for for Montgomery. So he's probably having a heart attack right now. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! One of our sexy outfielders. Yeah. Oh no! He disappeared. So I guess he just backed out then. Yeah, I maybe may, maybe you know he just he didn't like that so much. Yeah. He just didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> How do you feel about it? <laughs> uh, I'm surprised about that one. I didn't think they'd get rid of Bader so quickly. I go back and forth on it. Like I I I like keeping up with the Cardinals from time to time just because I respect them. I don't really hate them. So I just it doesn't ever seem like Bader can keep it all together all at the same time. Yeah. Him yeah. him 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 and O'Neal. Like it's one's hot, the other's not. And you know, I feel like O'Neal's probably the better of the two to keep. So the only issue with O'Neal is that he's he is very injury prone um because of his stature and the way he's yeah. built. Uh he's a good outfielder. He's fast, but he either strikes out or he hits a home run. You don't really see a whole bunch of. Well, that's baseball in 2022. You're right. You're right. You're not. Aaron Judge is being praised and he's hitting 279. That would never happen ever in all the years of baseball. Right. I don't see anything else really. Mets get Michael Givens. That makes sense because they were in on Daniel or David Robertson before the Phillies got him. Yeah, one minute left. It's up now. It's five o'clock. Dude, this tweet from Bob Nightingale cracks me up. Like, I love when people say stuff like this. The Padres have traded five of their top 11 prospects today. In return, mm-hmm. they will reach the postseason for the first time in a full season since 2006 while going for their first World Series title in franchise history. Man, if there is anything that I can guarantee you, it's the MLB playoffs. Nothing's guaranteed. Right. Right. No, they, yeah. I mean, hell, they, there's a chance that they might not even make the playoffs still. You know, never yeah. know who's going to – that this whole Juan Soto thing might just throw the whole chemistry of the Padres completely off. They're getting Juan Soto and Tatis back. It might throw everything completely off, and then it might just fall apart too. I mean, that's what I was. I was. Um, I was on a show live with Logan uh, Friday. I think it was mm-hmm. some other day or whatever. It might have been Sunday. I don't know. I don't have a job, so my days of the week kind of just. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so it, I was on a show with him, and I was like, "Man, Juan Soto, like, I." I think any team that buys him is immediately overpaying just for the simple fact that if you watch him play baseball this year, he looks like half the time he'd rather be bagging groceries at Walmart. Like he just does not look like he wants to play baseball. And if he carries that attitude with him to the next organization that he goes to, in this case, it's the San Diego Padres, like that's going to really, you know, rile some veterans up, particularly Machado, who is a, a much more vocal veteran. You know, he definitely seems to have that clubhouse on lock. I mean, if you look at last year 
when uh, for, or Fernando Tatis was arguing with an umpire and mm-hmm. Machado shouted at him in the dugout. You know, that that's the type of veteran leadership that they needed or that they have. And... Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you something. I Listen, I am no longer – I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me tell you something. I have hated Harrison Bader since day fucking one and his golden fucking locks. I'm so sick and tired of his mediocre offense. And then every Cardinal fan be like, oh, but he's so great defensively and he's got great hair. No. And now I, I was just listen. telling him like I was I was not really ever in on Bader. So Bader sucks. And no one understands this. And it fucking pisses me off. And listen, John Mosaic just did me a solid. I don't hate him as much as I did five minutes ago right now. And this just means this God. just means the Yankees cleared a spot for Pablo Lopez, though. Probably. But or they I mean I'm okay a rotation with spot for Montez. Oh my gosh. I think I think the kick in the balls with the Phillies deal though is Syndergaard was slated to start today and the Phillies are running a bullpen game today. So if they could have gotten this deal done, you know, five hours earlier, that kind of would have been cool. Right. Not an hour before first pitch, but um so uh Whit Merrifield has been traded to the Blue Jays. Dude, that's so long overdue. Whit Merrifield is probably the most underrated player in baseball. That dude is a fantastic hitter and plays literally every position. It's about four years too late. Yeah. I don't know what the Royals were doing holding on to him for so long. So it's kind of funny (laughs) because, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Whit Merrifield and Benintendi were not able to go to Toronto uh, to play in, because of the vaccination thing. And now, so it sounds like they just were not wanting to get vaccinated for the Royals. Yeah. So, yeah, because um, it said that Whit Merrifield is not, he doesn't have vaccine. But I'm, I'm sure he's going to. I mean, well, no, he yeah, just gonna he has to half the games for the rest yeah, right? of the year. <laughs> he just stays at home, and then I mean, I guess that's fine too. But whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's great. Um, let me tell you something. This deadline is now the greatest deadline I've ever seen. Goodbye, Man, that, Harrison that, Bader. That is such it's a change nice of attitude from you, Logan. Huh? That is what such that? a change of attitude from you. Let me <laughs> tell you something. I. So there are two players I do not like on the Cardinals. It's Harrison Bader and Yadier Molina. Um, Yadier Molina I used to love, but he did this thing where he was like, oh, I'm going to retire. And then he was like, oh, no, I'm not. Oh, I am. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, Back he in 2019. Out of you guys. Yeah, he did. And uh, totally screwed up our catching. I mean, we had uh, – uh, who's the guy in the Diamondbacks now? Uh Merrill Kelly. I want to say, Mer- or no, no, Merrill uh, Kelly. Carson, Carson Kelly. Carson Kelly. That's, I, Carson I knew Kelly. I was – there was a reason why I was wanting to say uh, Dylan Carlson. Um, and they had to trade him away. I mean, they got to trade him away for, I mean, first baseman. Uh, and then, uh, you know, yeah, Kisner's kind of been screwed up. And there was another uh, catcher whose name escapes me at the moment. But, I mean – 
Yadier Molina has kind of screwed the Cardinals in a way, and so I'm not a fan of that. Um, Cubs not trading uh, Contreras and Hap. Uh, Rangers not trading Matt Moore. So those are surprising uh, so far right now. Uh, uh, so it sounds like Newt Bar is going to be more uh, be playing more. New bar or uh, uh, all right, Donovan. Donovan, yeah, Donovan. Yeah. Uh, uh, Whip Merrifield traded. I'm just looking at everything right now. Yeah, I'm gonna have to hop off because um, I we have to we're doing wedding shopping tonight, so that'd be fun time. Okay. Do you have any parting yeah. words of wisdom you want to talk about? Uh, um, go check out all our all our freaking cool stuff that we have. Um, a bunch of new shows uh, coming, and we have some uh, a big, I guess, announcement uh, or I guess special guest. Not necessarily announcement, but it's more of a special guest um, coming on next week that I know uh, a lot of us are excited about. I mean, he's part of the Blues or Blues and Cardinals organization, sort of a way, I guess. Um, so it's a it's a pretty big thing, pretty big, uh, I guess, guest appearance for us. Um, hopefully, that's as of right now, it's going to happen next uh, Thursday at seven thirty right here on Variety Sports Network. So other than that, enjoy the rest of your days. Hopefully we'll uh we'll catch up again soon, Brian and, and thanks for uh thanks for coming on. You and you and Bill. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. It, it, it was a pleasure to be on for sure. Pleasure to meet yeah. you, Brandon. Uh, hopefully we can link up on one or the other show here relatively shortly. Talk playoff yeah. baseball maybe. Absolutely. For both Cardinals and Phillies. Absolutely. Yeah, right. I think we, we we're all for that and we're all for working working with each other and seeing what, what happens. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Have a good evening. Yeah, you too. See you, Logan. Yeah, see you. Um, yeah, then there were two. Um, sorry, I'm texting Josh trying to – No, that's uh, okay. Um, I'll hit you up with a question real fast, though. One yeah. big winner, one big loser. Um, losers so far, um, I think, are the Brewers. I think they needed to pick up some offensive – offense um especially since they were the big uh i mean they they were leading the nl central um and they haven't and i'm honestly i'm kind of pissed at them and even though i'm a cardinals fan i i love baseball more um and it i mean i think i think they were in a prime position but they just refused to get better offensively and it's just it's sad um, yeah. it's a, especially since Christian Yelich is not the player he used to be. No, not uh, at all. No. So it's disappointing to say the least. If I'm a Brewers fan, I would, I'd be pissed off because you just traded uh hater for, I mean, they, they got think, a good return, but they need, they, they could have gotten Jake Cronenworth at least, or Will I think Myers. they got a good return for what the deal was, but I think hit the nail on the head is they didn't cover their needs. Yeah. Um, I uh, another big loser I think are the Chicago Cubs. They, I th- they're they my must have, loser. Yeah, I mean they should have been they should have been trading everybody. The uh, Cubs Hap, and the Rockies are the two biggest losers for me. Yeah, the Rockies are just stupid. They, yeah, they if they didn't trade Trevor Story at the deadline, what was it last year? That they're, they're just never going to trade anybody. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so yeah, the I guess their asking prices for Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ were just 
way too much and that's stupid um especially when they're rentals and they're not gonna they're not gonna resign ian Happ. he's gonna get a nine-figure deal wilson Contreras is gonna get a nine-figure deal um so and they're not gonna pay it because they don't have a real team right now no um so yeah that's just disappointing um it's amazing when you look you know the the nationals won the world series in 19 the royals wanted in 15 and the cubs wanted in 16 yeah on the calendar that's not that long ago but you look at the state of those franchises now you would think that that was generations ago here's a big one uh risal iglesias has been traded to the braves god dude i hate alex anthopolis so much man Right when you think that the Braves can't get any better in the bullpen department, they just do. I think it's I'm just aggra- I think it's just insanely aggravating that Ronald Acuna tears his ACL. They're like two games over 500 at the deadline, and then they make a bunch of crap moves and go and win the World Series. Yeah, and then they get like yeah, they got Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler. Yeah, who and you're were like having whatever. bad seasons. And then yeah. Soler hits a ball in what game three that still hasn't come down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in game six too. I mean, yeah, yeah, game six. That, that was the big one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And those things are man. The, just, the, Ast- the Astros are quite famous for giving up some long home runs in the postseason. I yeah, know, uh, I know you as a Cardinals fan are very well, you know, aware of that. It was funny because uh, I was in Houston just a couple of days ago, and somebody I was wearing a Cardinal shirt, and it's uh, Stan Musial, Ozzy, uh, Bob Gibson, and uh, they're walking, and it looks like the Abbey, the Beatles, Abbey Road, and uh, it's pretty fun. It's a good shirt, but someone said, uh, "Oh man, you can't be wearing that shirt here in Houston," and I said, "Why?" and they go, "You uh, uh, might get." I mean, Houston Astro fans are still mad about the. Albert Pujols home run in 2005. And I'm like, really? I mean, you guys ended up winning that game in the series. And that was, I mean, but yeah, I mean, off of that Brad Lidge, that's a famous home run that still has, that really has not landed yet. Um, But yeah, that's a, that, 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 the Matt stairs one against the Dodgers in 2008 in the NLDS was a pretty good one too, or CS. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's another good one. Um, oh, but yeah, uh, Broxton. Oh, Broxton. I remember. Yeah, he, I was, was thinking about Broxton. The other day. He was what? He was a good closer for a few years. Yeah. Um, let's see. Tucker Davidson and Jesse Chavez. Really? That's it? Hmm. For uh, Rizal Iglesias. Well, Anthopolis probably convinced them that they're going to be top 10 prospects in their organization, so go for it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess the big winners really are the Padres just because they got Josh Bell, Juan Soto, and Hayter. But um, I think the Yankees had a really great – Even uh, even the Twins. Yeah, the Twins had a sneaky one. I think a lot of teams won this deadline. You know, it, like, like I touched on before, I don't think just buyers can win. Like I think the Nationals yeah. got got some very good cornerstone pieces for their franchise because if you factor in what they got last year with Scherzer and Turner, they they, they acquired Kieber Ruiz, 
Um, they got, you know, now a starting pitcher that could potentially become an ace, Mackenzie Gore. They got a shortstop to replace Turner. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Carlo, uh, Carlos Rodon and Jock Peterson are staying with the Giants. Um, that's a little weird. I feel it, it, like they were getting rid of everyone else and then yeah, they just that- kind of – if they had just stood pat at the deadline, I'd have been like, all right, whatever, that's fine. But like, that looked like they were selling. So I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like a lot of these guys or a lot of these uh, teams were asking a whole bunch for um, these pitchers. Like Even the, the these, rentals. Yeah. A lot of the rental guys were like the prices. I wonder if that's because if you look at, you know, outside of Soto, if you look at the trade market as a whole this year, it's not nearly as strong as it's been, you know, yeah. in the last few years. Yeah, or maybe, but, maybe I mean, they're anticipating, maybe teams are anticipating some wild free agency or something like that. I, I, I don't know. There's, I would have to look at, you know, the pending free agents and, and see what's going on there. But, um, Yeah, I agree. This trade deadline, you know, like the asking prices were high. You know, a lot of teams didn't do nearly as much as I thought they would. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's. uh, Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. Um, I don't know if there's really been. I mean, aside from the soda one, typically at by this time there's that big um, that big trade that happens that came in right after or right before the buzzer, and then. Uh, but it's it's looking like it's uh, it's about just about wrapped up. I mean, ain't the last big one was Razor Iglesias, Razor Iglesias to the Braves, and that that's a big one. Uh, Braves yeah, fans all, got especially because they they dealt Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, they dumped Will Smith, and they just uh, turn they just turn over good bullpen pieces. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Iglesias uh, owed rest of $10 million salary this season and $16 million, million annually from 23 to 25. So I guess the Angels just wanted to dump that salary. Yeah. Um, Man, yeah. dude, that, they need, they're going to have to find a way to get rid of Anthony Rendon. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It, and it's kind of the same thing for me because because I was talking about this yesterday. I said there's no way that Otani gets traded, um, and I guarantee that in the off season they're going to try to trade Trout. They can't. Uh, it's a two way no movement clause. Yeah, but it's the I same mean, thing man. as Bryce. Same thing as Bryce Harper's contract. They're they're locked in unless yeah. unless the Angels cut Trout directly and eat all of that money for the next 10 years. Yeah. But I mean, they, I mean, with the way trout has been and Anthony Rendon, they, I mean, show it, it'd be stupid to let, uh, and Otani go. Well, I mean, trout uh, can still ball trout, trout can play. Yeah. I mean, he'll have to work around that back condition. They says that they tell him out. He has, you know, for the rest of his career, which I mean, carrying the angels for a decade does sound like a very tragic back injury, but, um, it, I think Trout and Otani are still fine, but yeah, it, you know it's like Pujols, uh, Rondon, CJ Wilson. When any time that they try and make a big offseason splash, it really just yeah. they can't. They just miss every time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, CJ Wilson, man. 
Um, that was a big bust. Josh Hamilton. Yeah, and it they just oh, put the man. money in the wrong parts, it seems like. But I feel like they're uh, they're they're trying to catch these guys that have these good one year streaks and then like make it look like today's overpay is tomorrow's underpay. And then yeah. these dudes are just one hit wonders and they never pan out again. And yeah. Um you said that the biggest winners were the Nationals and Padres, right? Yeah, the Nationals, I think, won. I, th- I think that they got some good prospects. Um, but the Cubs and the Marlins, to me, are probably the biggest losers. I still haven't heard any confirmation on the Pablo on the Pablo Lopez deal. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything either. J.D. Martinez stays with the Red Sox. The Red That's, Sox. I, I would say I, that there's probably more losers than winners in this trade deadline, yeah. if that makes any sense. Like the Red Sox are losers. Red Sox. The Giants are I'm losers. Just, Mets. Mets kind of had a mediocre trade deadline. I was well, they, I was kind of expecting in, JD to go to the Mets. They were in on um David Robertson and then the Phillies oh. got him. Yeah. David I think Robertson. that's why they settled on uh who did they the reliever they just they just traded for. Um oh my gosh. I I just had it too. Uh, but yeah, they I mean they kind of yeah, they kind of yeah, they, they, they didn't really do too much to, to impress me either. So But I mean like I mean they didn't really need a whole bunch. I mean they have Jacob DeGrom coming up tonight. For about five uh, more starts until he gets hurt again. Yeah. Until he gets yeah. I mean they I would if I'm them, I'm limiting him to the postseason. Or I mean or for the regular season so he can at least play for the postseason. Yeah, at this point I'm telling him no more than six innings to start. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, uh, yeah, is there um, – uh, oh, sorry. Reds get Austin Romine from the Cardinals. He was DFA'd, so um, he needs to retire. Um, Austin Romine, he's like 35. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, is there anything that you want to talk about before we wrap, wrap up? Uh, I mean, there's no, no real big uh, – trade that's coming through right now so no i mean juan soto that deal kind of stole the show of, the, of, of this deadline like i said a lot more losers than winners in my opinion yeah teams that were too committed to go to full sell mode and or teams that were too afraid to go to full sell mode and it, it just made for a crappy deadline so another another year of disappointment as a phillies fan i'm happy i think that they filled all their needs and you know, didn't pay unreasonable prices for the most part, but. Uh, yeah, I am most definitely happy. I mean, like, seriously, I, I, man, you like, were so pissed. I, yeah, I, I was thinking I have to go back to Harrison fucking Bader in a minute and that's going to be just piss me off. And I was telling uh, Brandon and Josh, my co-host uh, earlier today, I said, I I don't understand why people think Harrison Bader is better than Juan Soto because, I mean, look, P, listen, Cardinal fans are very old school, and so they look at batting average, and they they look at Juan Soto's, you know, 240 batting average, and then they look at, you know, Harrison Bader's 250, and they're, they're like, oh, oh, he's so much better than Juan Soto. And I'm like, no, he's not. But I mean, um, he's a better defender, but, I mean, at this point yeah. in this day and age of baseball, like, who fucking no cares, cares about, about defense? Yeah. 
it's and yeah, I mean, Dylan, anyways, but yeah, this is Cardinal Chronicles. So listen, I, I can forget, I'm the Juan Soto hurt is not nearly as bad as it was five minutes, uh, as it was 10 minutes ago, but uh, yeah, um, Brian, uh, is there anything you want to talk, uh, plug before we exit? Yeah, you know, give us a like, subscribe, follow YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. I'm very active on Twitter at Ryan BSing Sports. Uh, we do have a website, uh, www.bsingsports.com. Uh, like I said, give us a subscribe on YouTube as well. Everything's pretty much BSing Sports. We're pretty easy to find, you know, straight across the board. We were pretty original with that name. Fortunately, nobody had taken it up yet. So um, go ahead, give give us a follow, whatever. I don't know the terminology for each social media, but we're definitely out there looking for support. Logan, thanks for having me on again, man. I really appreciate it. It was an awesome show. Uh, I would yeah. definitely look forward to doing this in the future with you and your crew um, for sure. Yeah, we need to have you on and talk some Phillies. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back tonight at about 8.30. Uh, we'll recap all the trades that happened. Uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow on Variety Sports Podcast uh, for the far end of the bench as they, uh, we, uh, Josh and I go on and uh, talk about some of the trades, some of the things that we think were important that happened. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there was that much to talk about. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, I will see you later. We'll talk soon. Uh, everyone else, uh, live long and watch some damn baseball. Bye, Felicia's. Go Phils. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go Phillies and go 